Welcome to the weekly Comic Web Old Time Radio Program podcast. The Comic Web sells all of the old time radio programs heard on our podcast, as well as comic books and more. Check out our Superman radio podcast, and we have a video podcast of the old movie cliffhanger serials. Go to our website, comicweb.com, for information on how to get them, or type the word Comic Web into iTunes and they'll pop up. This week we have two episodes of Blackstone the Magic Detective. Each one is only about 15 minutes long. They first aired in October of 1948. Detective, starring the world's greatest magician, Blackstone. He tells you the inside story of the reluctant buzzsaw. And right after the story, Blackstone will explain tricks of magic that you yourself can perform, revealing the guarded secrets of the world's greatest magician. And now to Blackstone's Magic Studio. Welcome, Mr. Hancock. We were expecting you. Why, thank you, Blackstone. I suppose you've come to have Blackstone tell you another of his magical adventures. Well, yes, I have, Miss Brent. Uh, but tell me something first. Why do you uh, have that tremendous buzzsaw over there? Oh, they use that to cut me in half every night. Oh, that's very... What? <laughs> but do you have to use such a big buzzsaw to slice such a charming young lady? Well, we're always trying to improve our magical illusions. Which reminds me of when we were first building this particular one. It all happened while we were traveling through the south. After the show, the boys put the finishing touches on the illusion. I was going over it backstage when Rhoda rushed in as though a ghost were after. Blackstone, Blackstone. Well, what is it, Rhoda? Why, you're all excited. Oh, I ought to be excited. I was just coming out of the lunchroom when some men ran out of the bank across At the street. this time of night? Mm-hmm, that's right. They were wearing masks and carrying bags. Did, did they see you? I don't know. But when they drove away, I saw the license number of their car, and, and I wrote it down so I wouldn't forget it. I have the piece of paper right here in my bag. Oh, I'm so nervous I can't find it. Calm yourself, Rhoda. Hey, give me the bag. I'll find it. Look out behind you! How did you fellows get here? And who are you? Never mind, Gosh, Get those hands up, both of you. If you're down, we'll let you have it. Very well. Well, that was easy. What do you say, Jake? I say the same thing, Clipper. I'm going to keep that guy Blackstone covered. So what? He can't do no sleight of hand with his mitts up in the air, can he? You never can tell, Clipper. Play off the wisecracks, magician. Just keep reaching. Hurry up, Jake. Find out what's in that Jane's handbag. Yeah, yeah. Give me time. There's nothing important in that bag. No? We saw the dame writing something. So look for a hunk of paper, Jake. Yeah, yeah, Clipper. Yeah, here it is. What's on it? Hey, it's our license number. That dame spotted us. So wise thing. You did spot our number. But... But I don't, I don't think I remember it. Well, we think you do. What do I do now, Clipper? Give her a slight case of lead poisoning? Don't be a dope. Want the cuffs on her neck? We'll do this the smart way. No murder is smart, Clipper. You don't think so, magician? Well, you'll find out different. You bet you will, magician. Clipper plays everything smart. And this is going to be very smart. We'll get rid of the girl and pin it on Blackstone. That's very foolish, Clipper. People have tried that sort of thing before. And if you killed me, nobody in the world would ever suspect Blackstone. You don't think so? Well, I see just what I need. <laughs> Get a load of that bus over there. Hey, that's a big one, eh? That's right. I've got a big idea to go with it. What's that, Clipper? See that board lying right in front of it? Yeah. Those two straps hanging on the post? Yeah. All right, Jake. Take the girl and strap it to the board. 
Then carry it right in front of the big buzz. So wait your knife. You can't do that. One move out of you, Blackstone. I'll let you have it. I forgot that license number. Really, uh, I did. I don't... Grab it, Chief. No, no, you. no. Okay. Give me the wall. Get hold of the wrist. Take it behind her, Jake. Leave me alone. Gentlemen, may the pen of you be sorry for it. Hey, Clubber, I think she's fighting. Forget about those straps. Yeah, then that makes it simple. You can't go through with this, Clipper. Go through with what? The buzzsaw? We'll leave that to the buzzsaw. Ready, Jake? Yeah, I'm ready. Now, wait, let me get this plank in front of this saw. Put your gun down. Get that saw started. I got him covered. Okay, Clipper. I warn you, Clipper. I warn you, you're making a great mistake. <laughs> You'll get the blame for this mistake, Blackstone. Tomorrow, the newspapers will have a nice little headline. Blackstone, famous magician, lets beautiful assistant get sliced by a buzzsaw. Nobody will believe it, Clipper. Nobody. One day, everybody will just think you were trying a new trick that didn't work. Ready when it's wet. Here goes, Clipper. Let her go. Clipper. The way that time yells. Quit mopping your forehead, Jake. Get a grip on yourself. Yeah, yeah, I gotta get a grip on myself. Gotta get a grip on myself. Get back there, pick up your gun, just in case the cops pay us a little visit. The shoe's on the other foot, Clipper. We're going to pay a little visit to the police. What do you mean? Just look behind you, Clipper. But drop your gun first, Clipper. I have you covered. Holy... Step in, Clipper. The one you saw it in half. You mean the girl you thought you saw it in half. Yeah, yeah, Clipper, that's the thing. And she's got my gun. Yes, and I know how to shoot it, too. So drop yours, Clipper. Better drop it, Clipper. Rhoda's getting impatient. You win, magician. That's my gun. I'll keep them covered with Clipper's gun, Rhoda, while you get the police. With pleasure. Yeah, magician. You win, but I'd like to know how that girl's in one piece. You'll have plenty of time to figure it out, Clipper. Just about 20 years. Why wasn't Rhoda sawed in half, Blackstone? Because that was a new illusion Blackstone was building. That's right. Sawing a woman in half with a buzzsaw. With a buzzsaw? Without hurting her? Yes. Since then, I do it every show. And does it always work? I'll say it does. If it didn't, Rhoda wouldn't be here to tell you that it did. It's like all of Blackstone's magic. It never fails. But doesn't it ever worry you, Rhoda? Well, never since that first tryout when we had those bank robbers as an audience. And they are still wondering how it was done. Yes, and you had me wondering too, Blackstone. Just as you did with those tricks you showed us last time. We'd like to see some more of them. Good. Well, here's one so easy it'll really fool you. Well, that sounds intriguing. What do you use? These coins here in my fist. Uh, listen. Now, what do I have here? Why, some coins in your fist. Good. Do you know how many coins? No, I don't. Well, I'll tell you. I have three coins. Their value is exactly 35 cents. But one of them isn't a nickel. You said three coins were 35 cents. That's right. But one of them isn't a nickel. That's right. Now, wait now. A quarter and a dime. That would be two coins. But I have three here. Exactly three. Three dimes. No, that would be only 30 cents. And my three coins make 35 cents. Well, I give up. Let's see those wonderful coins. There they are. A quarter and two nickels. Three coins that total 35 cents. 
But you said, I have three coins, but one of them isn't a nickel. Certainly. I was speaking of the quarter. It isn't a nickel, is it? Why, no. Well, there you are. Three coins, but one of them isn't a nickel. Only the other two are. Catch on? <laughs> Say, that's a fooler. Sounds like one thing, but uh, it means another. Uh, but you won't fool me like that again, Blackstone. Won't I? Well, let's try. Here we have six glasses, ordinary drinking glasses. I'm going to set them in a row. Mm -hmm. Six glasses in a row. What next? Now, Rhoda, start from the left and fill three glasses from this beverage bottle. Here's one. And here's two. And here's three. Now, there you are. Six glasses in a row. The three at the left are filled with the finest beverage. But the three at the right are empty. Exactly. Now, the trick is, you are to rearrange those glasses so that every odd one is full and every even one empty. You mean so that there will be a, a full glass, then an empty, then another full glass, another empty, another full, and finally an empty. That's right. We must finish with the glasses alternating full and empty. Why, that's easy. If we move the one on the left and then the one on the uh, right... Wait a minute, Rhoda. You're only allowed to move one glass. Only one glass? That's right. Why, it can't be done that easily. Oh, yes, it can. Suppose we let Rhoda try to figure it out. I'll be back in a few moments to see how she's made up. Blackstone, those six glasses. Well, there they are. Six glasses. The three on the left are full of a most enticing beverage. And the three on the right are empty. Yes. Now you're to move one glass without touching any others and make the glasses full and empty, alternately from left to right. I just can't do it, Blackstone. I've been trying and trying. Oh, watch. I'll show you how. I pick up the middle glass of the three full ones at the left. But where are you going to put it? It's not where I put that glass. What counts is where I put the beverage it contains. Oh, you mean you're going to drink it? Not yet. I'm going to pour the liquid from this glass into the middle glass of the three empties on the right. And now my original glass is empty. So I put it right back where I picked it up. Between the two full glasses at the left. And there you have it. Say, that does solve it. Full, empty. See, that's the one you poured from. Full, empty, full. That's the one you poured into. And empty. Say, that's great. I thought you'd enjoy it. And I'm sure our friends listening in will also play it on their friends. And now, until we meet again, this is Blackstone saying good magic and goodbye. next time when the world's greatest magician, Blackstone, tells us the story of the Emerald in the Fishbowl and explains more tricks that you yourself can perform. Listen to Blackstone, the world's greatest magician.
The Magic Detective, starring the world's greatest magician, Blackstone. He tells you the inside story of The Emerald in the Fishbowl. And right after the story, Blackstone will explain tricks that you yourself can perform, revealing the guarded secrets of the world's greatest magician. Now, stand by for Blackstone, the magic detective. Now, to Blackstone's magic studio. It's really a very remarkable place. Everything is so curious and unusual. Do you include me in that description? Why, hello, Rhoda. Hello. Well, I wouldn't say that you're curious, but you're certainly unusual. Because of the way I appear from Blackstone's cabinet? Well, that's one reason. Then that big fishbowl is unusual, too, because Blackstone produces it out of thin air in every show. Certainly is a large one. How in the world can he manage that? Oh, here's Blackstone now. Maybe he'll tell you. And uh, maybe I won't. No, you'll, you'll have to watch the fishbowl trick and figure it out for yourself. It's a bargain, Blackstone, provided you tell us another of your adventures as a magic detective. And tell it right now. Very well. I'll tell you where the fishbowl came from, because that was an adventure in itself. Did you ever hear of Mrs. Van Laden? Did I? Why, she owns the famous Van Laden Emerald, one of the largest in the world. And she owned this fishbowl, too. Only Mrs. Van Laden gave me the fishbowl in return for the famous emerald. You mean you once owned the emerald, Blackstone? He means he saved it from Mrs. Van Laden, and she gave him the fishbowl as a souvenir. I was there, so I know all about it. And we'd like to hear all about it, Blackstone. Very well. Well, it began when I was invited to Mrs. Sylvester Van Laden's palatial home on Biscayne Bay between Miami and Miami Beach. Uh, Mr. Blackstone, it's such a pleasure to have you with us. Well, thank and you. Miss Wren. Thank you. I've been all a flutter, Mr. Blackstone, waiting for you to arrive. Oh. Something very unexpected has occurred, something very serious. I must have your advice. I should be glad to give it, Mrs. Van Laden. It's about the famous emerald. You know, the magnificent gem that was a gift to my poor, lamented husband. I've heard about that celebrated emerald. Efforts have been made to steal it. Fortunately, my trusted servants frustrated the attempt. Uh, do you know who tried to steal it? Well, one of the house guests, but which we do not know. Of course, I could not accuse all of them. Of course not. Nor have I had the opportunity to place the emerald in safe deposit. I was afraid to wear it and afraid to leave it in my room. I can quite understand. So I struck upon a most ingenious expedient that I know will charm you. Uh, come with me to the music room. Certainly. My, what a huge fishbowl. And those goldfish are magnificent. Isn't the little castle artistic? Very. Those colored pebbles uh, add quite a sparkle. Why, yes, there are some red and some blue. And a green one, Rhoda. Why, yes, I see the green one. Are you sure it's only a pebble, Rhoda? I knew you would understand, Mr. Blackstone. Don't you think I'm clever? Very clever, Mrs. Van Leeuwen. Why, it's the same as Emerald. That's right, Rhoda. Uh, tell me, Mrs. Van Leyden, was this all your own plan? Well, not entirely. I spoke about it to Topton. He's my butler, you know. You can trust Topton? Oh, absolutely. Why, he is a man who nearly caught the thief. Oh, I see. So you told Topton you were putting the emerald here in the fishbowl? Well, you see, I asked where I should put the emerald, and he said in the fishbowl. When I said that anyone might see it there, Topton said, well, all the better. I see. Uh, Mrs. Van Leyden, uh, I... I think you've set a very, very clever trap. <laughs> Thank you. But how is this a trap? It's very simple, Rhoda. 
If anyone reaches into the fishbowl, he'll get his hand wet, proving that he was after the emerald. Exactly what Thompson said. Now, you said you uh, suspected one of your guests. Yes, his name is Monte Pelroy. Mm-hmm. He's lost a great deal of money gambling, I understand. Enough to risk stealing your emerald? I am afraid, yes. I have heard that Monte knows a great many doubtful people, but I learned it after I invited him here. Now, if I introduced you to Monte... I, uh, I think it would be better to introduce Rhoda to him, and don't tell Monte that she works with Blackstone, the magician. So your name is Rhoda Brandt. You may call me Rhoda if you wish. <laughs> Mine's Monte. Anyway, Rhoda, I like you. Oh, quite a compliment after so short an acquaintance. Well, I mean it for a genuine reason. Uh, different from most of the other guests. Oh, just how do you mean? Oh, most of them are snobs. They have money to waste and time to waste. Don't you ever waste both, Monty? Well, I have in the past. That's why I regret it. Look at the faces that you see here. Hmm? Do any of them appeal to you? Mm, why, yes. For instance, there's a very distinguished-looking gentleman talking to Mrs. Van Laden now. Oh, that's Blackstone, the magician. He's a special guest this evening. Oh. And I think I know why. You do? Yes. Mrs. Van Laden wants him to protect her precious emerald. Somebody tried to steal it. Why, how terrible. And in my opinion, it was an inside job. Look over in that corner, Rhoda, near the fishbowl. Yes. You see that dapper man? Mm-hmm. Now, who is he? The butler. His name is Topton. He's watching that fishbowl. Do you know Why? I couldn't guess. Because Mrs. Van Laden put her emerald in it, right among the pebbles, so as to fool people. I saw her do it. And does Topton know? I think so. I have a debt to square with that chap. What kind of a debt? A gambling debt. I lost mm-hmm. money playing cards with some friends of Mrs. Van Laden. Only they weren't. Worth what? Weren't her friends. They were crooked gamblers who had learned all about this place from Topton. That's how they posed as respectable people. You're sure Topton told them? Yes. Now, listen, Rhoda. Let's take turns watching that fishbowl. We'll stroll over in that direction. All right. The light! Somebody turn them off! Mr. Blackstone, the emerald! What happened? Keep out of that fishbowl, Doctor! Where are you, Topton? Over here in the corner, madam. Here's up, Doctor! Oh, so it's you, you thief. I have this. Find that light switch, Rhoda. Here's the light switch. Ah! The emerald is gone! Oh, I did my best, madam, to save the emerald. Did your best to steal it, you mean. And you succeeded. Ah, but my hands are dry and his are wet. That's because I was grabbing your hands. Go ahead, both of you. Let's see those hands. Yes, Topton's are dry. Monty's are wet. Then that clears me, sir. I would suggest that you search Monty Perroy. Well, I tell you, I have them, Topton. Why did you turn off those lights? Turn off the lights? Why, I... You were to the switch. In fact, Monty couldn't have turned them off. He was on the other side of the big bowl. That's right. I just turned on the light, so I know. But it, 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 it was to trap a thief. And trap a thief you did. I'm going to search you, Topton. Oh, no, you don't. Yes, I am. Topton has a gun. I have the gun now, Rhoda. And there's the emerald. In Topton's vest pocket. There's the thief, Mrs. Van Leeden. Your own butler, Topton. How could Topton have stolen the emerald if his hands were dry? He was merely using an old trick. A trick to keep his hands dry? That's right. And Topton trapped Monty into grabbing for him so Monty's hands would get wet. It made Monty look so dumb that I knew he couldn't be the thief. Well, maybe I'm dumb too, but this dry hand business has me baffled. Well, look there on the dressing table. Do you see that can of powder? Uh, you mean this one that says, uh, stearate of zinc? That's the one. Shake some of the powder on your hand. All right. 
There you are. Now rub the powder into your hand thoroughly, front and back. All right. Well, that's done. What next? Dip your hand into that big fishbowl and stir the water around. Now bring out your hand and look at it. Why, it's dry. And so we stopped in ten. Up in his room, we found a can of steerable zinc. Still dry. Say, that's a good trick, Blackstone. And here is a little mystery that rivals the dry hand trick. Uh, we can all do it. All our listeners, right now. I need a saucer in the drinking glass. Any water in the drinking glass? Well, we'll make it about a uh, quarter full. All right, I'll bring them. And now I must borrow something else. A nickel. Do you always begin these tricks with borrowing a nickel? Why, well, no, but suppose this time we make it a quarter. Oh, you and Here's a quarter before you make it a half dollar. What do I do next? Well, there's the saucer. Drop the coin in the saucer. There you go. Now, Waldo, pour the water from that glass into the saucer. All right. And now? Well, there you are. Pick up that quarter without getting your fingers wet. But you said... That's right. I said no stereotype zinc. We won't use any. In fact, anybody can pick up the coin without getting his fingers wet. You mean anybody that knows the trick? Yes, and since Rhoda doesn't know it, we'll give her a few moments to try it. And now, Blackstone, how about the coin and the saucer? Well, it's still there. Rhoda hasn't figured it out yet. Well, now, wait a minute. The coin is in the saucer under a half an inch of water. That's right. And you're to pick up the coin without getting your fingers wet. Mm. Can I pick up the saucer? No, you can't pick up the saucer. All right. Then I give up. And so do I. Let's see you do it, Blackstone. Unless it's impossible. No, it's very possible and very easy. Just take a little piece of paper and hold it over the empty glass. Over the empty glass? That's right. Now... Strike a match. Apply it to the paper. Now drop the paper right into the empty glass. There. That's easy. Now, as soon as the paper is burning well, pick up the glass and set it upside down in the saucer of water right beside the coin. All right. There you are. Oh. You saw what happened. Well, I'll say I did. Why, the glass sucked up all the water from the saucer. And there's the coin lying high and dry. Pick it up, Rhoda, without getting your fingers wet. I hope you all enjoyed that trick. And now, until next time, this is Blackstone saying good magic and goodbye. Greatest magician, Blackstone, tells us the story of the Maharaja's Gold and explains more tricks that you yourself can perform. Listen in again to Blackstone, the world's greatest magician. Blackstone.